What's going on, Headliner Nation? It's just a quick reminder, if you dig the podcast, please take two seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the show to a wider audience so we can continue to bring the football knowledge to the masses. We truly appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for your loyalty. I'm a Here we go! What's up, y'all? I am Chris Chows. Welcome back to the show! I am joined today by my man, Mr. Chris Kennedy. What's going on, buddy? Uh, what's going on is we have had so much news since the last podcast this past week. Mm. So, you know, normally where we do try to keep it to about an hour show for the most part when it is just the two of us, um, get ready for the most action-packed just information filled 60 minutes you guys have had in a long time it's insane man i mean we're seeing everybody on twitter going crazy saying you know this is the best mm-hmm. off season ever and it's really hard to argue because the transactions just keep moving blockbuster trades keep moving and i mean we'll start there because there was a blockbuster today and that is mr tyreek hill he gets traded to the miami dolphins of all places it was a weird one because i mean it it broke this morning that they were shopping his services or gave permission to tyreek to go and search for a new club Mm -hmm. And that deal got done within hours. So you got to think that him and his agent already had people on notice saying, hey, we're going to be pushing this button to get the trade. And if you guys don't know, you should know by now. Tyreek Hill was traded to the Dolphins for a 2022 first, second and fourth, 2023 fourth and sixth. Subsequently gets signed to a four year, $120 million deal, Chris. Good God. Yeah. And what's crazy is even though they gave up, you know, all those picks, especially for this year, they still have two first round picks in the 2023 draft, their Mm. own. And then I believe the San Francisco 49ers. So it's not like there's a lot of, you know, people I've been seeing on Twitter saying, oh, well, the Dolphins are going all in. No, they didn't go all in because they still are able to reload and add more talent next year. So they're just adding more pieces to this young team. And especially on the O-line where they went ahead and they signed Teron Armstead from the Saints. So I mean, they're just improving this team, you know, piece by piece. They added Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Like, they're just uh, Alec Ingold at fullback, who's one of the probably top three fullbacks in the league. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're just keep getting better and better, especially where they already have a pretty good defense to begin with. Now you have an offensive guru as the head coach to go along with this young, talented offense. I, I mean, I love it for fantasy purposes. I hate this for your boys and my boys in the AFC East and actual real football. No doubt, man. I mean, it's, uh, I was, I was taken by surprise. I honestly didn't believe that the chiefs were everybody in the AFC West is doing an arms race right now where they're stacking nukes and they're trading away theirs. And it's like, wow, what are you guys yeah. doing? I was just, but you got to understand it's the money implication that had the biggest part of this. And, and if you're saying, can you get me five draft picks for a wide receiver who is okay. I, I, top five in the NFL right now, I guess we could say Hill is in that category. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's a reach at all, but I mean, you're talking five picks, man. And you got to pay this man $120 million. I think I'm inclined to be in the chiefs category where I'm saying, give me the picks, man. I mean, especially with a wide receiver, heavy draft this year, again, I don't hate it whatsoever. 
No. And I mean, it's not like the chiefs are hurting for, you know, offensive weapons. They obviously still have Travis Kelsey. They went ahead and they signed Juju Smith Schuster. They have Nicole Hardman, you know, I, yeah, they have Josh Gordon, but I mean, who knows? He's, he's, he's probably gonna be like the fourth option for them anyway. Sure. You know, CEH, maybe he gets a few more targets now, but I mean, it's still an offense that yes, they, they aren't going to be as explosive as they were this past year or years past with Tyree kill, but it's still not a bad offense. Um, I do think they took a little bit of a step back, especially where everybody else in the AFC West was just taking leaps and bounds forward, Mm -hmm. but they are still going to be in contention. And it does certainly help set them up for this year's draft and going forward for their future, especially like you said, where this wide receiver class, you know, is it's fairly top heavy, but there is some really good depth in there as well, especially in rounds two and three. Absolutely. And I even threw it out there in our DM earlier today when I said, is the thought in Kansas city to believe Jamison Williams is the main target in the first round because he is a top 15 pick without that ACL with the ACL injury. Jamison Williams now could fall into the 25s and Kansas City's right there around that edge. So, I mean, this could and OK, fine, I get it. You know, you're not going to have Jamison Williams for this year. Likely if he comes back, it might be a, a potential playoff run, maybe end of the season. But even that's a little bit of a stretch just to get his feet wet to understand the NFL game and the speed of the NFL. That's all I can really see for Jamison Williams in 2022. This would be a future move for 2023 where Jamison has lights out wheels, not like Tyreek because Tyreek is a freak of nature. But I mean, Williams does have that incredible 40 time that I wish we would have been able to see at the combine. But I mean, if you're replacing Tyreek Hill with Jamison Williams. You still got McColl, like you said. You, you signed Juju. Potentially, they go after uh, another running back. We saw Ronald Jones in the talks right now. I don't know if I really dig that too much, but you see kind of how they're morphing this offense. And if a, if a guy like Jamison Williams does come to Kansas City, they're right back where they started with a great uh, deep threat and speed, and he can take over the game while you still have an aging Kelsey and potentially Juju taking the slot presence that Kelsey will potentially maybe drop in as his years go up. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. One question I had was, and I was looking at it earlier, but I forgot the numbers. Um, Tyreek Hill did get a new contract with a ton of money guaranteed. Do you have those actual numbers? Yeah, it was four years for 120, and I think uh, 75 was guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. 75 guaranteed. I got to double check that in math because I, that, I, I know his guarantees were really high. So now I'm very, very interested to see what that's going to do to the Dolphins cap space because they didn't have a lot of cap room going into today to begin with. So that'll be interesting to see where they land. So, yeah, I think the the contract for this year was only five million dollars for Tyreek. And then it goes up. Let me let me. Yeah. So 70 million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. Buddy had it nicely laid out for here it is. Four years, 120, 52.5 million guaranteed, another 19.6 in March 23. So he's getting all his bonus money in that regard. The structure goes to four years, 95.4 million cap hits this year, 6.4. Next year, 31.2. 2024, he goes 24.8 million. 25 is 28 million and 2026. $50.1 $50.1 million on the cap. Hit. All right. So that, all right. So that leaves the dolphins with about a million left in cap space <laughs> for this year. And then next year it goes up to, I think 60 something million in cap space. Half of that will be taken away with his contract. Um, 
And then they are going to have some, you know, some decisions to make as far as free agency. Like, are you going to bring back Mike Kosicki, um, you know, Christian Wilkins, you know, defensive tackle, do you bring him back? There are going to be some, some decisions to make, but they are going to have a bunch of cap space after this season, which will be nice. And you got the Tua effect. So, I mean, we can pivot there because right. it, it was interesting to me. The amount of hatred that Tua, uh, Tua Tagovailoa or Tungavaloa gets on Twitter because of who he is today is baffling to me. Okay, this guy, go back and watch the Bama tape. Okay, I don't care who he is today. Go and look who his OCs have been. And that's mm-hmm. where you start this conversation with Tua right now for me. His OCs completely let him down. He's had a new system, what, every year since he's been in the league, okay? And what is that, two yep. years now, three years now? Right. You get now McDaniel, who is a shanty prodigy, and he is going to install a system clearly based on speed. You got Mostert, you got Hill, and you got Waddle. That is speed for days. I mean, okay, even if Mostert plays six games due to injury, who knows? He's a Band-Aid. We understand this. This offense is going to be predicated upon the bubble screens, the sweeps, and the and the mid-range crossing routes, and, and maybe seven routes going over the middle where you get these guys the ball. It's not going to be predicated like it was with Patrick Mahomes going deep to Tyreek all day long. It's not going to be. It's every now and then you're going to see it but they're going to utilize this speed on the field and they're going to make their wide receivers now be the machine yard after the catch machines that they need to create plays. Yeah. And, and see, that's the, I think the biggest misconception people have is, you know, there are all these memes going around of saying, well, you know, is Tua even going to be able to hit, you know, Tyreek Hill downfield and Tyreek does a lot of his damage after the catch. You know, mm. he has, he gets these short yardage catches and then uses that speed to make sure that he gets those those gains after the catch. And when I was looking at the numbers, Tua completed almost 70% of his passes last season. Tyreek Hill's ADOT, which stands for average depth of target, was around nine to 10 yards. So he's not someone that's you know being targeted 15, 17 yards down the field. And so Tua can hit somebody 10, 12 yards down the field. Yes, when he goes and throws it for 20 yards or more, that's where the inaccuracy starts to come in. I think he only comp- completes about 40% of his passes in that range. But anything less than 12 yards, like he's going to be able to make that, you know, that connection. So I'm not worried about, you know, his ability to be able to get to hell because just like we saw with Waddle, like they're going to get a ton of targets. They're going to be short yardage targets because that's the game. And that's the game plan that McDaniels is going to be really, you know, putting his entire offense around. Absolutely. And I mean, when you, you can't tell me that the previous regime and all due respect to him, I just didn't agree with how they handled the Tua situation. You know, pulling him for one game, using Fitz as a relief pitcher, as how he, he right. joked. Like, what do you think this does to a young man's confidence when you're thinking, okay, I'm the guy, and you're not the guy because I don't trust you in this uh, situation. I'm pulling you for a 40-year-old Fitz Magic who can, you know, believes he's Aaron Rodgers without the Aaron Rodgers ability. These are the types of things that I think we will understand. So I'm not I'm not going out on a limb t- saying to everybody right now, Tua is, you know, the next great thing. I'm not going to say that because we have enough proof to be a little hesitant on the matter. But Tua is good enough to move this offense. And I think even more so than just being that game manager. I think he could throw the ball at least 25, 30 times and be efficient with it. It was just, okay, even go to the receivers that he had, okay? You had... Uh, 
uh, Parker, he's often injured. Okay, Gasecki, yeah, he started picking up steam with him. You had Williams, who was always injured as well. You had Jakeem Grant for a time, and then you had uh, that Ford kid. And, and whatever else patch made solutions you had at the wide receiver position, Albert Wilson. So give me a break. You saw what he was able to do with Waddle last year, over a hundred receptions, rookie record, if I'm not mistaken, thousand yards. And now you add a guy yep. like Tyreek. I'm not worried about the target share, man. Yeah, you do have Edmonds. You got Monster. You got Gaskin. That's the San Francisco way, man. <laughs> Come on. This is, they have the same like 8,000 running backs in their stable in San Fran. And it seems to work even with Jimmy G. And you need that many running backs in your stable, especially when each of them are only going to give you about four to five games. So you have to be able to rotate these guys. Between all their running backs, they might get a full 17-game season. Good God, man. So the hatred on Tua, just like calm it down just a little bit, okay? If he shits the bed this year, then we can all sit here and say, yeah, Tua's not the answer. I get it, okay? It's it's like the Baker Baker Mayfield uh, situation that we keep talking about. Baker showed his true colors. I do think that I'm not going to you know, kind of, you know, throw the book out on, on Tua after this year, if he doesn't, you know, meet our expectations, because it is going to be, it's going to be another year in a new system, you know, with a new head coach. So for me, I would say this year, I want to see improvements. And then if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't improve upon that in 2023, then it's just, it's not going to happen. But I think this year, you know, we, we have to see how he does in this new system. And I think, you know, all signs are going to be pointing to him just, you know, continuing to improve and continuing to get better as a passing quarterback. And, you know, it's just another year that he's going to be healthy from that hip injury. Absolutely. And and he, the thing is, though, I will only say that, you know, how the NFL operates right now. And I agree. Right, right. And I and I agree with you. I think that he does deserve two years, at least under this new uh, new system, because then we can get a good sample size to understand what he could potentially be. However, the way the NFL operates, it's 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 give me give me the what's the word I'm looking for? I need a product production right now. And, yeah, and it's what it, what it, what have you done for me recently? Exactly. And and yeah. I think that's exactly where this is going. So you have two draft picks first rounds next year. Miami does. And you got guys like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud coming up likely into the NFL draft next year. If Tua doesn't do it right, they will have ammo to move up this board if they so choose. So I think it's on Tua to perform to keep that next year's job. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I think they will be forced to replace them because Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are top notch, in my opinion. Oh, a- absolutely. Those are going to be two top five picks in the in next year's draft for sure. But I think also with, you know, with Chua, you know, they spent such a high, you know, capital on him. But let I me mean, let's be honest, Baker Mayfield also very high draft capital when you go number one. And now. I mean, hell, he does. He's in limbo right now. He's not sure what's going to happen to him in his future. <laughs> that poor bastard, man. But we'll pivot to Deshaun Watson because we didn't talk about Deshaun. It happened last week after the show. And I mean, this was yep. a this was a block, man. You know, the Russell Wilson trade feels like a year ago already. It does. <laughs> we, we've had so much transaction, but Deshaun Watson, everybody knows, traded to the Cleveland Browns after all his legal situation was expunged in court, um, uh, at least the criminal charges, that is. But I mean, the right. Cleveland Browns, they give up a boatload. This is like draft day, three first round picks. I want all my years of my team back, this future of this team back. You ain't getting it because you got Deshaun Watson. Three first round picks, 2022, 23, 24. First, 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 23, third round pick, 24th, fourth round pick. And then they go and sign Deshaun to a five year, 230 million mother effing dollars. 
and that's guaranteed. And that's fully guaranteed money, man. What is, what am I witnessing here in this NFL? Like, I mean, the only way that that contract could, I think could be voided is if it was a non-football related injury. Like if he was out, um, like, you know, playing paintball or something like that, you know, and gets a, you know, tears his ACL or something and, mm-hmm. and they could probably void the contract that way. But I mean, that's so much money. I mean, there was just, there were some pancake eating motherfuckers in this trade, like going back to draft day. And that, I mean, the fact that I get, I get it. He's 26 years old at the top of his game. He's probably, I would say talent wise, a top five quarterback sure. in the league talent wise. And to give somebody that much guaranteed money, whose future is still fairly cloudy because we, he, he very well could get suspended for X number of games, you know, after everything gets handled, you know, with all the civil cases and whatnot. Um, and then what happens after that? You know, like do, do more allegations come up? Is this just an ongoing thing? And from what I read, the Browns discussed with Sean in, in this for about 30 an hour. minutes. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes is what they discussed, you know, his That's all legal it situation. Took. That's all it yeah. took. And so, you know, we're going we're gonna to mortgage our entire future for 30 minutes and we're just going to, we're going to believe everything you say. Yeah. And I mean, okay. And I, I don't want to get into the whole legal ramifications, even though I got a lot of opinions on it. I'm, I'm going to leave that on a sidebar because I'll let everybody's opinions be what they want to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, football, uh, strictly football purposes, when we talk about Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, he was so close to going to the Saints. And, and the only reason Cleveland came back in the mix was because they were willing to guarantee, fully guarantee this contract of 230 motherfucking million dollars. I wish I had even 1% of that because then I could change my life. It would be nice. Um, but hey, good on you, Deshaun. You get, you get your 230. But what does this do to the Cleveland Browns? Because there's lots of things now, like you just said, he is likely to be suspended. We don't know when. We don't know how it's going to come down and shake out. Right. But you got to think under personal conduct penalties in the NFL, it's anywhere from four to eight games. And if they do that, and and let's just say it's the latter, he gets six to eight games. That's Mm -hmm. That's half the season without Deshaun Watson. And I tend to struggle to believe that in a division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, that you're going to be able to make the playoffs without Deshaun for at least six to eight games. Yeah, I really, and I your really quarterback sh- is probably going to be Jacoby Brissett. Correct. I really struggle with that big time. So then if you're counting this year as a wash, I have a hard time believing that even if everything goes smoothly, no other women come out of the woodwork and say, Deshaun did things to me. Fine. Right. This season could be a wash if he doesn't get on the field and all this hype train for Deshaun in Cleveland in 2022 with Amari Cooper and, and everybody else they plan to bring in via draft and free agency. Cleveland, you might have yourself a little heartache in 2022 before things get better again. And that's the other thing. I mean, and after 2022, you know, say it ends up being a wash, you know, you're going to have, you know, some guys that you're going to have to bring back for, for some money. Like, do you bring back Denzel Ward? You know, uh, do you try to move Kareem Hunt? So obviously Baker's going to be gone. Uh, you know, you franchise tag and Joku, do you try to sign him long-term? So there are going to be some decisions that they're going to have to, they're going to have to make. I mean, they just recently traded for uh Patriots defensive end chase Winovich. He's going to be a free agent. So there'd be a lot of, a lot of, decisions that are going to have to be made 
And you're not going to have a lot of cap space to do it because of the Brinks truck that you just unloaded in front of Watson. <laughs> and it's truth, man. So now you're going to have to maneuver again. And your team that you're building right now, because the defense looks nice right now. It looks nice. I, you can't does, lie. Yeah. You know, you still got Chubb. Hunt is, you could release Hunt right now for a $6.5 million uh, cap savings with no dead. And I just, I don't see that happening this year because I think they want to have both running backs to carry this team, hopefully go 500. Deshaun comes back after a potential suspension and lead this team in one of the most ridiculous conferences I think I've ever seen in my entire life of watching football. AFC is ridiculous, man. I mean, every team, you have 10 teams that can easily make a run for the Super Bowl in this, in this conference. But I mean, Baker Mayfield. We got to talk about Bake Show because he's not feeling dangerous anymore. He's he's out of a home. Apparently, he asked for a trade. He didn't want to be there. And Chris, you're not the biggest fan of this man. I mean, neither am I. I, I think he's all right if you put him in the right system. I think all the two I hate that he got today, I think, could be more put to Baker and his performances. But he's shaping up to be a freaking NFL backup at this point. You know what I loved was... The day after, or it might have been that that night when he posted that Instagram, you know, note, <laughs> thanking everybody. Um, so thank you, uh, Reagan or Regan, for doing that. We appreciate you for for doing that, Regan. Um, was three years ago, I think it was, when Duke Johnson, you know, said that he wanted out of Cleveland and he wanted to be traded, and Baker Mayfield was asked about that, and he said, you know what? Either you get on the train or you get off the train because we're not stopping, blah, blah, blah. And immediately after <laughs> Baker posted that Instagram uh, message, Duke Johnson went right to Twitter with a gif of a train going up in flames. And I'm like, <laughs> you petty motherfucker. You waited three years for that. And I love oh. every minute of it. <laughs> he was waiting, man. He said the opportunity is now and yep. I'm going to make it make you pay for those comments for not be, uh, taking my back. So at this point, where does, yeah, where does, where does Baker go? Because the longer that, you know, the Browns wait for moving him, I mean, teams are just, they, they are, they're filling up their, their spots. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, two guys right now that are most likely going to be getting new homes for this coming season, but we just really aren't sure where, you know, Matt Ryan just recently got moved. So that's, that takes away one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking that Seattle has got to be a destination for people because I don't think the Seahawks are sold on Drew Locke being their, their guy. So, I mean, how much, how much longer do you wait before you move these guys? Um, because yeah, the, all those, at, at some point teams are just gonna be like, you know what? No, we're good. We're, we have our filling for the year. We're going to go target next year's draft class. Yeah. So, I mean, so that I, I'm just trying to think because there's a lot of thoughts going through my mind about Baker right now. And I mean, rumor has it, obviously that you're looking at open competition teams with quarterback situations Carolina's one, Seattle's one, and I mean that's basically it. I mean, if you're if you're really, I think it, Pittsburgh also like sure. I mean unless they're abs- unless they're absolutely sold on on biscuits, like I sure. think Pittsburgh could definitely be an yep. opportunity. You could you could bring them in there as well. I get it. I mean maybe Atlanta, but they just got Mariota. So I mean. Again, so now you're in a situation where Baker is going to struggle to find himself a home to be a starting quarterback. Maybe the Giants take a flyer on him. I could see that, you know, with Danny Pennies, and I would actually wouldn't hate him in New York. I think that would actually be a decent fit. But it's an interesting aspect of, of Baker's future in this league. And, and I mean, 
God, I, I, I can't even articulate it properly because I almost feel bad for the man at this point, even though, you know, I said, you know, just you know, calm it down, be a little bit more humble and, and you know, play within the system. And right now it's just, you know, what does he do? Can he resurrect his career in another team? I do think, you know, and, and I feel bad for him in a sense, like, yes, he's done this to himself, but in all in, in turn, you know, he's had a lot of injuries throughout that offense, you know, over the last few years, specifically with OBJ, you know, getting hurt. Um, just a complete carousel with head coaches and coordinators and offensive systems. Like he hasn't really had time to adjust and gotten used to one specific system. Um, but I also think that if you're an NFL player, you kind of have to be able to adjust and adapt to those changes. I'm not saying that it's going to come to everyone as easily, but you know, for somebody as confident, I guess is the word I'm going to use as Baker, <laughs> you know, you would think it would come pretty easily to him. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's a, it's a 50, 50 mix of, you know, bad luck, but also he needed to just kind of keep his mouth shut most of the time. Yeah, I get it, man. Bake show is no mo. And I, uh, do you think he's getting traded or outright released? Cause I've seen some people say, he needs a humbling moment. And I'm like, well, okay. He was the first overall pick in the NFL draft. You know, that head is going to grow just a little bit. And I mean, he wasn't really overly talkative, you know, to be very cocky. In my opinion, he was kind of on that mid level. We see from guys who think their shit don't stink. And I'm okay with it because you can also brand that as somewhat confident. And, and there's a fine line. And I think he crossed it a few times but I mean, he's danced yeah. he's danced around that line decently enough for me to say, you know what, I'm okay with Bake Show doing that. But yeah, not- I mean, if he does get, if they do decide just to cut him, I mean, that's that's a tough lesson to mm. learn from the from the Browns because that's a 19 million dollar dead cap hit they're gonna have to deal with this year. I mean, if you can trade him, I don't even hell if you can get a fifth round pick for him at mm-hmm. this point, do it because you're gonna save yourself 19 million dollars. And you're not, not going to have to worry about that this year. Yeah. And I mean, again, so fifth, fifth round pick is another humbling moment, basically getting released and, and compensation give, back. Give for him a Bill squad. Belichick trade. Like, you know, what? we'll give you Baker Mayfield <laughs> for like a seventh round pick. There you go, that's man. Fine. That's it, man. And you're going to you're going to humble this man to Josh Rosen effect. Like, that's how bad you're going to do this, man. Oh, oh, that's tough. Yeah, right. I mean, that's horrible. I can't <laughs> believe I just said those two names. See, everyone cussing Josh Allen from that draft class. Eat it now. What can I say? Suck it. Because I was right and y'all were wrong. And I can say that today with extreme confidence. I was right. And y'all were wrong especially since your guy is most not even most likely your guy is the number one fantasy quarterback in the NFL and potentially the best quarterback in the entire league right now. I would concur. Oh, I finally got him. Woo. It's a good day right behind Max Jones. <laughs> it's a good no, day. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Ryan, you brought it up. He gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts, man. The Colts, yeah. I, this is another mess and a headache in itself. They go, they're a year removed from trading for Carson Wentz, giving up a first round pick to only trade Carson to the Washington Com- Commanders, the commies. And they go and trade Matt Ryan for Matt Ryan for a third round pick. Good value. I like the trade on the surface oh, yeah. based on what they gave up. 
those well, before we go into Indianapolis and what Matt Ryan brings to the team, Atlanta, man. So they go and trade. We said this what two years ago, Chris. We said the Atlanta yes. Falcons need to shit or get off the pot and rebuild this thing. And look, it took them two years after we said it. Trade Julio, get your draft. They did that. Now they're going and they're trading away Matt Ryan. This team is on ground floor right now. They go and sign Marcus Mariota from the Tennessee Titans because he's got familiarity with the OC. Now the head coach of the Falcons. They re-signed uh, uh, Patterson. The unfortunate aspect is that they signed him before they traded Matt Ryan. I don't think he would have returned if he would have known that. But I mean, Atlanta eats a massive 40, 4-0 million dollars in dead cap on this trade. This is it, man. I mean, Atlanta fans, just get ready for the rebuild for the next couple of years because you're you're going to ground floor. You ain't, you ain't getting up this year. Yeah, and that that dead cap hit was because I believe they restructured his contract twice. Yes, and so it just kept, everything just kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So now you have this massive dead cap. Uh, you don't have Calvin Ridley for at least this season, maybe more going into next year. So I mean, can we just can we all just say how badly we feel for Kyle Pitts right now? Oh, good lord, that see, poor man, that poor bastard. And and why why would you tr- see? This is the thing. This goes, see how intelligent we are. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn twice in a row here, but we got to say it because we said it clearly two, on this two podcast. Years ago. Right. We said it on this podcast many times. We said, Atlanta, what are you doing? It's time for you to evaluate this entire situation and say, hey, it's time for a rebuild or a retool. And, and I was okay with the retool, but drafting Kyle Pitts when you knew you were at this situation of a crossroad on what you're going to do with your team. And they go and draft Kyle Pitts when you could have had a Justin Fields and already set yourself up for success that way. Fields could have uh, learned and sat last year behind Matt Ryan. And I, Matt Ryan's a great teacher uh, to, to teach a young quarterback the game. You know, you go to the Dirty Birds, a guy like Justin Fields would have fit in wonderfully. And you go and take a tight end who now has, okay, I'm a Mariota fan. We'll get into that. But I mean, I'm, I am feeling for Pitts. I think it was a dumb move now. No, and I, I don't, I don't dislike Mario. I think it's, I think he's, he's, it's a fine, you know, signing for them. Um, I think he's fine as like that bridge quarterback until they do find that, you know, next potential franchise guy. But I mean, when you do get that franchise guy, who are you surrounding him with? Mm. I mean, it, is, is Ridley gonna, really going to be part of your long-term plans? Um, you have no one really else at receiver at this point. You were, you were a year late on moving Julio Jones. You were two years late on moving Matt Ryan in that contract. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you're screwing yourself up with salary cap. You aren't using your draft picks the way that you should be. I mean, mm-hmm. even though I love love Kyle Pitts, but sure. I just, it was just for what you wanted to do in the future, it was not the move that you should have been making. And then on defense, it's like Jekyll and Hyde for this defense. Like one week they show up and they'll completely you know stifle an offense. The next week they're giving up 40 plus. Mm-hmm. So it's like this team has... No identity. The only thing that they did this offseason that I thought was the smartest thing they did was re-sign Young Hoku. Young Hoku! <laughs> my Young Ho! Don't ever talk bad about a Young Ho because he's good stuff. And um, Young Ho's got feelings, too. He's got feelings, man. Kickers are people, too, y'all. Just give him a break. But Marcus Mariota, for me, I, I get it. Okay, he's had his shot, but it was in Tennessee. Run heavy squad. Yes, there was ups and downs. I loved what I saw when Mariota came in as a fill-in for Derek Carr. 
And I think that the maturity level is starting to pick up. Does he deserve another chance to be a starter in this league? Absolutely. And the only shitty thing about Marcus Mariota right now is exactly what you just said. The amount of or lack of weapons, I should say, that is going to be on this Atlanta Falcons team is the concern. But I mean, you got guys gauges out the door now. So you got Zacchaeus, you got the young buck, uh, Frank Darby, uh, wink, wink. People watch out because Darby's name is going to get floated out a lot this offseason. I'm telling y'all, yeah. he's got some skills. Tajay, Tajay Sharp. Uh, Tajay, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> really? We're really scraping the bottom they, of the barrel here. That's man. all they got. That's I know. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to believe they're going to draft another wide receiver. I really, truly believe it. But... Frank Darby's there again. He's a, he, he could be a decent deep threat for them as well. Patterson's there. They got, uh, they signed that. Uh, what's his name? Williams, Damian Williams, the running back. So yes, they're going to compete, compete for last place again this season, likely, especially with that defense. All you really got is Dion Jones and uh, AJ Terrell really. So it's tough sledding in Atlanta for you dirty birds, but talking about the Colts, Chris, and what Matt Ryan can do to this club. I'm still a fan of Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are off the wagon. I've always been a quiet supporter of the man, not to suggest that he's going to give you, you know, crazy uh, amount of points week in, week out, but he's steady enough. And we've seen the problem with Matt Ryan every single time. How many? I think I said it. He's had what? Five OCs in seven different years and recycled an OC twice in dirt cutter in that in that span. So my issue overall is. How can you, this is the argument I'm going to say. We just said the same thing about Tua, right? He needs time to gel with his new OC and his new head coach. Matt Ryan hasn't had that luxury outside of Kyle Shanahan and uh, who else was there? Dirt Cutter, basically, for the longest stretches in his career. Now he goes to Frank Reich. He goes to the Colts. He got a great offensive line. I want to say probably best he's ever had in his entire career with a true number one running back. I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing, man. And he... And he actually has a defense that is going to be able to, you know, help him out. I mean, you have Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, uh, obviously, you know, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke. Like they have a really, really solid defense. And on offense, if poor Paris Campbell, if he can, if the man can mm. stay healthy, I mean, it's a great combo between he and Michael Pittman. You have Jonathan Taylor, who's a top three running back in the league. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a team that is certainly going to excel because of what Matt Ryan can give you that Carson Wentz couldn't. And most of that is being able to actually stay on the field and stay healthy. But Mm -hmm. I do think, especially in their division where it is a softer division, yes, Tennessee is the better team, but you know, who knows what happens with Derrick Henry going into this season is AJ Brown going to be able to stay healthy. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Titans, but the Colts are going to be right there, you know, fighting for this division. And I think Matt Ryan could be the, the, the piece, not a big piece, but I think he's going to be a small piece. that's going to help them kind of get over that hump. And I don't see them being a contender in the AFC as a whole, but at least give them some momentum going forward. Yes. Uh, I, in that division, I think is where they got to play this over the entire AFC. Right. Right. They, they, they need to have a stranglehold on this division period. And when it comes to the Titans, I think that this Colts defense can definitely step up with this Titans offense. And I think Matt Ryan would, especially in a dome, we know what what Matty Ice can do in a dome. He's played in a dome basically his entire career. I think that they will challenge the Tennessee Titans this season, much like Phillip Rivers did 
when he was there with that defense that played lights out and you know, the Colts, they got some ammo in this draft too. So they're not going to be, you know, not, not picking top end talent. Potentially they go and draft a young buck rookie wide receiver. You don't know. This could be the thing that they do. Um, or they don't have a first, I'm sorry. I'm saying they have the, they traded that for once, right? Yeah, but they can still, I mean, there's still enough talent in that second round where they can there still is. get a, a decent wide receiver. There is. And I, they're okay. So fine. So they're a little bit behind the eight ball in that respect. But I mean, either way, I, I, I don't think Tennessee is necessarily that much better than they were last year from what they haven't done. They lost Roger Saffold on that line to my Buffalo Bills. Thank you very much. But I mean, if they don't improve in this in this draft, I mean, they haven't been active players on the open market. They lost uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. They lost Julio Jones. I mean, I don't know, man, this this division to me feels a lot more wide open with a Matt Ryan under center. Yeah, no, I I, I completely agree. You know, like you said, you know, playing in a dome, it's what he's used to. Um, You know, this is a team that's going to be able to, you know, be able to put up the points play a lot of defense. You know, I forgot that they also got uh, Yannick Ngakwe as well. There you, know, you go. Off season. So that's right. I mean, the defense keeps getting better. And it, like you said, it's probably the best offensive line that he's ever been able to play behind. Yeah, man. That Yannick Ngakwe for uh, Rock Young Sin or Yin Sin, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I always yep. get, I always, man, you know what? I'm getting some hatred on YouTube for pronouncing people's names wrong. Hey, suck it. Because it's tough sometimes to know every single person's bloody name. All right. It's true. When you do as many scouting reports that, that are done on over at Headliner U, you know, it's 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 a lot to keep in keep in the head. You know, like man, if I stumble, man, just back off in the comments, being like, "Yo, man, you butchered his name. You got it. You got to step it up." And I'm like, "Dude, really? I, I mispronounced one syllable on the name. Really? This is what you're gonna do to me? You're gonna make me have problems? You know, uh, staying up late at night? You know? Come on, don't do this. Go, go back and go back into mom and dad's basement." <laughs> Oh, man, moving right along. We got Devontae Adams in a blockbuster deal as well. Like this feels like Madden, like we're covering a Madden franchise because this is is. something that I would be doing in my Madden league. I'd be trading all my draft picks for top end capital because I know I could win right away. Devontae Adams gets traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first, a second in this year's draft. He subsequently goes and signs a massive money deal. Five years, $141 million. And I mean, good Lord, this division in the AFC West, we've already discussed it. The Rams or the Chargers, excuse me, they kind of started this this uptrend with the Khalil Mack trade and the, the Broncos with the Russell Wilson trade. And now you got Devontae going to a place where he apparently has always been a Raiders fan. He has the, you know, chemistry and camaraderie with uh, Derek Carr because they played at uh, Fresno together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You like this deal? Because I'm kind of like, you know, what is this offense going to be? They got a lot of pieces now. I like it. I mean, between, you know, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I mean, that's a that's a great, you know, one, two, three combo right there. You have Josh Jacobs still. I mean, this is a team that is going to be able to put up points. Um, Their defense also is not terrible. You know, they have a decent young defense. Um, It just sucks that they're in the AFC West because, Mm. yeah, they got better. But you know what? So did everybody else in that division. And they were already better than you to begin with. And I don't think Devontae Adams automatically makes them, you know, that top dog in the AFC West. I still think that they're going to be like the number three team in their own division. Oh God. And you know, that division could literally house four playoff teams now with the structure and how it is. 
Yeah. Before you could never have it, but now with seven teams making it per conference, you could have four teams come out of a division with wild cards. But like I said, the way that the Steelers fine, you know, it's Trubisky. I don't foresee them making the postseason, but you got the Ravens, you got the uh, Bengals, and then you got the Bills, and then you got the four teams in the AFC West. And and I mean, that's literally going to and the Titans. I should put them in there, uh, whatever. But good God, I mean, this AFC is so loaded. And with the Raiders, like you're saying, with all the ammo that they do have, I do love the fact that Devontae Adams is going to be able to stretch the field. You're going to see mm-hmm. potentially the best season we have seen from Josh Jacobs, I think, in recent memory. He will not see a stacked box at all because they will be able to burn you over the middle with Waller and Renfro all day long. And if you bite any little bit, man, there goes Devontae for a touchdown where he can drop, you know, freaking 25 touchdowns in one season if he wants to. But Josh Jacobs is one guy that I'm definitely looking at because I think he actually is going to have a very, very good season. I think he absolutely will. Like you said, you know, he's not going to be seeing those stacked boxes, which, you know, I mean, for the most part, he saw, I mean, at least what, 20% of the time, you know, stacked a stacked box. So for me, he's going to have a little bit more, you know, more room to run. You know, Adams is going to be able to stretch out that defense a lot more. More teams are going to be focusing on, on Renfro because of the season he had last year. So it is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a little bit more room for Jacobs. Um, I want to see a little bit more consistency. I want to see him be able to take care of the football a little bit more. He had some turnover issues last year, so I wanted mm-hmm. to clean that up. But I do think that for for Jacobs, absolutely top ten. You know, top ten running back upside here. What about Derek Carr, man? How you feeling about Carr now? Because he's gonna be the late round flyer, and we've seen him do the four thousand yards, thirty two touchdown passes. I think it's it's very doable for him to be around the 4300 to 31 35 touchdown mark. I see it. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I also think that he's, you know, I think he he most likely will be able to finish this year as a QB1, you know, not just top 12, but I think top 10 is absolutely in the realm of possibility for him this year. Yeah, I think he's had a top 5 finish in his career if I'm not mistaken, so it's definitely not out of the question. What but with him, it's the consistency, you know, with, with Carr. That's that's the only thing is, you know, can he do it game in, game out? And now that he has Adams, you know, is he gonna, you know, decide to chuck the ball up there and throw it deep? Because remember, in you know, when it was he and Amari Cooper, he was he was he was slinging the ball downfield mm-hmm. all year long, and then the very next season, they just completely went away from that, mm-hmm. and you know, Cooper ended up with a different team. So. I want to see more of the more of the consistency. I don't want to I want to see him not be afraid to just sling the ball and, and throw it downfield. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a major difference that he has to do with it. The interesting aspect, though, when we're talking about fantasy football, and we're saying, you know, we can make all star teams from the AFC West. But, you know, every single team basically doubled down with pass rushers in this division as well, with exception right. to the Chiefs. So. You're, you're going to have a lot of it's funny to say that, you know, the Chiefs might be at this point the worst defense in this division right now. And and you could light the, the Chiefs defense up. But when it comes to the Chargers, the Raiders and the and the Broncos freaking pass rush, I it's going to be tough for these quarterbacks to have high end numbers when you play those divisional contests this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, and especially looking at, you know, the the Raiders and their offensive line, their offensive line isn't that great to begin with. So. Carr's going to have to get the ball out. He's going to get have to have to get the ball out quickly. Might be to see Adams, you know, running some shorter routes. Now, granted, he has some of the best footwork in the NFL at the receiver position. Mm. 
but I think that, like you said, you know, these defensive lines from the other three teams in the AFC West are going to be getting after it every single game because of how much better they've gotten this year. Totally agree, man. But on the flip, what do we think about these Green Bay Packers now? Because Devontae leaves his homeboy AR. Mm-hmm. And this whole situation with Green Bay is so freaking peculiar to me because Adams really had to have had that decision in his mind that you franchise tag me. I am not coming back. And then maybe that is even why he stalled out on the contract negotiations. Yes, he got paid a boatload, $141 million over five years, and you couldn't give him that money in Green Bay because of what you paid Aaron Rodgers. But you got to think this was in the back of his mind to be like, if you franchise tag me, I wanted to test the open market anyway. And he was probably going to uh, Las Vegas. What does Green Bay do now? Because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's been the drama queen at this point. You know, the diva on this point to say, you know, I, I want this my way. I've changed. I've done this. And again, you know, I, I, I like AR for coming out, speaking on a lot of things. But I mean, he took it a little too far in certain areas. But now you got really, what do you got? You got Randall Cobb. MVS is gone. You got uh, Amari Rogers. You got Aaron Jones. Amari Rogers season? Amari rookie Rogers? of the year 2.0 season? Boom! Rookie 2.0 in his <laughs> second year. You got to love it. Shut up, man. Don't bring that back up because I was playing, man. Come on. You know what's going to happen? Aaron Fuck. Jones is going to get like 200 receptions. Yes, he will. That's how I <laughs> That's how I see it too, man. Because I don't know if they're bringing like, okay, we're, we're people flirting with the idea that Julio Jones could be a potential tra- uh, target in the open market to come to Green Bay. Fine. Yeah, for, for four games. Great. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, if even if we said, you know, just to say Julio stays healthy for 16, I wouldn't hate it because Julio still has the ability to play this game. He just won't score you touchdowns because... Apparently he's allergic to the fucking end zone. That's that's a fact. <laughs> but what there do was, they there do, was, man? Was... What do they do in Green Bay right now? Because I'm so confused. Like it's got to be draft and really AJ Green here in rumblings that he could go back to Arizona. I mean, you have some free agents that you can definitely sign off the open market, but is it going to make an impact on this team? I don't think so. I mean, only because. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to get, you know, a rapport. He's going to have to, you know, build that chemistry with the, with the receiver that he brings in. So even if they do decide to draft, you know, then it's going to take time for that rookie. And Aaron Rodgers is not a big fan of rookie wide receivers. So between Cobb and Lazard, I mean, it's, he's done it before, you know, with, with a less than stellar, you know, cast of characters, but this might be one of the most, opportunistic uh, receiving cores that he's had in a long time, if not ever. It's going to be tough, man. I mean, potentially what Robert Tunyon being the tight end three overall, because he's got health aside. He's going to be peppered with targets. You got to think he's going to have to be because I mean, outside of Randall Cobb, he's probably the only other one on that offense that he actually trusts because Lazard usually isn't on the field enough. And you're going to see, I'm telling you, it's Amari Rogers and Mother Evan season. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. They're going to get that rapport. He's going to, you know, be in the good books. PPR stud, baby. I'm saying it here first. We're going to go 90 catches for 750 yards and four touchdowns. Whoa. 95 catches for 950 and eight touchdowns. Fine. Fine. 130 receptions, <laughs> 1,500 yards. 73 touchdowns. Amari Rogers. Let's go. Boom. In the MVP race. That's how it's going to go. 
More trading, man, if you can believe it. Robert Woods, he gets traded to the Tennessee Titans on that ACL injury for a 2023 sixth round pick. I thought that was disrespectful to uh, our boy. Bobby that's, a ste- that's a steal. That's steal. an absolute steal. <laughs> steal. <laughs> the only thing I don't like is I don't believe that they're going to be able to support Bobby Trees in this offense. Uh, and that's on Tannehill. I'm not a Tannehill hater, but I'm no longer a true on supporter anymore. I think he will give you the games that you really like the four T's, you know, once every season. Otherwise, he's like one to two touchdowns, potentially an interception and 220 to 250 yards like that's Tannehill in a nutshell. And I mean, this trade happened simply because the Rams went out and signed to Mr. Uh, Allen Robinson. And we're going to talk about that as well, because I love it. They cut uh, Julio Jones. And then they had an opening to say, you know what? We're a running team still. And who is one of the best uh, uh, wide receivers that can block in the run game? Mother effing Robert Woods. Yeah. And the reason why I don't think it's going to be tough for him to support somebody like Robert Woods is because Robert Woods is someone that, you know, does a lot of his production from getting a high volume number of targets. True. And over the last few years, The Titans have been like bottom three, bottom five in passing attempts in the entire league. So they're just a team, you know, they are, they want to focus on the run. They don't throw it a lot. And that hurts the value of somebody like Woods who depends on getting, you know, 10 plus targets a game. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I want to say like back in the day in Buffalo, when Robert Woods was a Buffalo Bill. And it was Tyrod Taylor. He was like 47 for 450 and what, like three or four touchdowns. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels like it's going to be here in Tennessee. And it's because, you know, they want to still run the rock with King Henry. That's going to be the, uh, the focal point of this offense through and through. And you, 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 nobody's going to argue that because that's just how they're right. built. They, they did sign Austin Hooper as well in Tennessee. So, I mean, that aids to the argument that they're just stacking that line because Hooper is a great run blocker as well. I just, I really struggle to see the value in drafting Robert Woods, even a healthy Robert Woods, him coming off this ACL, who knows if he'll probably start the year on the pup anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, shit, dude, are we really saying wide receiver two? ability over flex potential matchup appeal. Like that's kind of where I'm going. I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking wide receiver three slash flex, you know, like he's somebody who um, it's yeah. With his age, you know, getting up there um, coming off the injury, who knows how many games he's actually going to give you. Like you're, you're drafting him knowing that you're probably going to get him for half a season. At most, at most. And yeah. I mean, the yeah. way that this, like I said, the way that this AFC has been built right now, even when he comes back, man, the ACL, you, and he's getting older too, man. So I, I would definitely put, you know, if someone's going to draft him in the, I don't know, above the 10th round, I, I think right now, ADPs aside right now, we don't have all the research down for ADPs right. just yet. But I mean, I'm kind of thinking he's going to be 10th round and below and if it's like maybe for me a bench spot, wait and see kind of deal, I and then maybe. But I'm 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 searching elsewhere with all the talent, the wide receiver position in the NFL these days. Yeah, if you're able to get him in double digit rounds, then sure, I think he's worth the flyer, you sure. know. But if his ADP is around, let's say his ADP is around like eighth round, I'm probably gonna let somebody else take him. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm with you. But when it comes to Allen Robinson, we finally get to see this man play with a viable quarterback on an offense that is explosive. 
we were shocked a little bit because we thought OBJ was coming back, and then they go and yeah. snag themselves a little Allen Robinson action. I love it. I and love I mean, it. OBJ technically still could come back. He's sure. he's, he's out there as a free agent. Um, my boy Matthew Judon is doing his best to recruit. Um, OBJ <laughs> he's failing, and, failing miserably, and, and literally every other free agent out there. They haven't yeah. signed a single one. So. Um, yeah, I think I think that with OBJ, you know, he's still oh, out there. Oh, give your I, give yourself some credit, man. You guys signed, signed Malcolm Butler today. Oh, oh, joy! Yeah, the guy who <laughs> just completely got torched after he left the Patriots. Yeah, Great. so he he comes he comes back on what a two year nine mil deal. That's what Belichick does, right? Which is fine as long as we can also bring back Stephon Gilmore. That'd be great too. <laughs> Not happening, but go ahead. Alan Get the Robinson. band back together. But Allen Robinson, I mean, great fit for the Rams. I mean, he's someone who's finally, yes, you know, not only does he, and he had a, a I think he had a good up and, you know, quarterback with Justin Fields, just didn't have the opportunity because mm-hmm. Matt Nagy just doesn't know how to call plays. Mm-hmm. So now you have somebody, Brennan, Sean McVay also can be iffy when it comes to play calling, but at least Stafford is going to sling the ball and Robinson will get those targets. He'll get those opportunities. I mean, this is a team that's going to be putting up 27, 28 points a game, if not more. Love the signing here for Allen Robinson. And I love his fantasy value. Um, he has the, I know Cooper Cup is going to get the majority of those targets, but Allen Robinson still has, I'd say, high, high end wide receiver two upside here. Yeah, I'm almost even going to wide receiver one value, man, because he will have that TD upside big play appeal in this offense. And if we believe can Stafford support two wide receiver ones, I do believe it. I think he could be a low end wide receiver one, because if OBJ was on that team last year for the whole season, I think we would have seen two wide receiver ones here. And I mean, Allen Robinson isn't bad. It wasn't the talent. And I said this, but when he, when he got tagged by the, the Chicago bears and, and I said, I fear the fact that he doesn't want to be there. And for me, I'm still going with the standard that he dogged it last year on purpose. He knew. And I mean, no fault to him on this situation because he told them, get me the hell out of Chicago. I don't want to be yeah. here anymore. You guys are not doing what we need to do. The Nagy situation was God awful. You go and draft fields. You barely played them. And I mean, what else was the dude supposed to do? He, he was on that contract here. You tag me. I need my bag of money. And that's why he wasn't putting himself out there. That's why you saw the, the uh, uh, non-character uncharacteristic plays from an Allen Robinson last year. Like we haven't seen in basically his entire career. He was saving himself for this bag man so you can't tell me otherwise now because now you're gonna see extreme value the adp will fall and stay uh, relatively lower than what most think that will be for Allen robinson this season and i mean i think he's just gonna flourish and explode in this rams offense i know i completely agree with you i think he's, it's a great situation for him i'm excited to see what he can do with this team and i do think you know it's you know greener pastures you know whatever you want to say uh you know new scenery i think this is going to be a nice you know change for him i agree i think it's it's a it's a good uh, marriage between the two but i gotta talk about my buffalo bills for a bit so yeah I, I, we we discussed everything that was going on and you know end of the show it's coming close i'll, I'll drop my bills because we got uh, vaughn oh. Ma, vaughn motherfucking miller what do we got some breaking news 
No, just your the excitement in your voice just oh, yeah. see? It, it shocked me. Yeah. You see, how did it shock you, man? This is glorious days for me right now as a Bills fan. I'm not gonna lie, I'm surprised that you waited until like now to I know. bring up this news. You know what? I I didn't want to be selfish and, and take over the whole show. You know, there are other teams and other people who like other teams outside of the Buffalo Bills, but <laughs> you know. I love this move so much. And, and okay, we'll start to see how it was. We lost out on J.D. McKissick because his agent and the Washington commies decide to go backdoor and steal him back. And I, I as soon as J.D. signed, I was like, why? Why are you doing this? You, you knew this. I wasn't overly satisfied with this thing. He's got injury history. He's got issues in that regard. And you're paying this man to be your playmaker on the, in the past game on dump off and, and screen plays. I get it. When he went back to the commies, I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, get the hell out of here if you don't want to be here. And what happens? They flip that into Von Miller, Duke Johnson, and Jamison Crowder, baby. Like, it's been a damn good week. I've been, I've been wet the whole week, man. Like, this is how good it's been. And I want to start with Von Miller because everyone's like, damn, man, six years at $120 million for a 33-year-old pass rusher with previous injury history. Go look at the contract, man. He's making five and a half million dollar cap hit this year. Next year, he's going to be making a bigger cap hit, but they have outs, man. So if shit doesn't work and they can trade him, they still save like 15 mil and they only get like two years of like three and a half to eight and a half mil of dead cap. The 2024 season is even better. They have trade options post and pre June 1st to get out from under this Von Miller deal. So uh, essentially, the the amount of money that he got on signing bonus right off the bat and and what he's going to get off of uh, i believe another roster bonus it's going to be something like 69 million dollars they're paying him for this season which is fine because if he brings a lombardi trophy to buffalo then give him a hundred more million dollars because von miller you bring it to us baby no i mean it's a great signing because you needed you needed that additional pass rusher you know he can play drop back in coverage which is also was going to be a need so if you guys can you know get in contact with the New York Giants and make that trade for Saquon. You Ooh. know, you guys will be, Ooh. you guys will be in business. I think we're done with the Saquon talk at this point, unless they give him like a fourth. But I, I, I think that, you know, they're, they're probably going to go to the draft if they're going to go running back. But for this defense, I still want my DB. See how I've been saying this? See how it comes? Brandon Bean and me, we got this like metamorphosis in our brains where we're kind of, he's starting to get what I'm, I'm putting down. It, it just, it <laughs> feels like it, you know, Duke Johnson, our boy, Duke comes to right. Buffalo. This is what we needed, man. He's the reliable in the past game. You can utilize him through the tackles. He isn't a guy. So you want that mix and match. That's why I think JD McKissick was the wrong fit because he can't go in between tackles like a Devin Singletary. So now when you mix and match Singletary and Duke, even with Zach Krabby Moss, sorry, bud. I mean, you can still go in the middle. You can still play the pass game with all three of these individuals and not miss a beat and become vanilla because everyone's going to be second guessing what you're doing. Love it. And it's true. I mean, and depending on, you know, I guess it depends on what, what cornerbacks are, are available, you know, by the time that you guys have your pick in what, 24, 25th, right? 25, yeah. So depending on who's available, I mean, you could get, I mean, I think some of the top guys might still might, might be gone. Um, but I think McCreary might still be there, you sure. know? So I think that could be an option for you, but I think some of the other guys that we've, we've talked about in the videos, like Andrew Booth, uh, Stingley, I think those guys will probably be gone top 20, but you know, you can still get a solid cornerback after that. 
Yeah, and there's potential for a guy like Booth to fall to 25 if if a couple quarterbacks make it in their way and like a Malik Willis makes it his way into the first round and maybe like a Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett. It, it's all dependent, but they do need that speed guy. And I'm even at the point, we're likely not going to have Trey White come back until likely end of October, November off that ACL. So you're going to be having Trey likely for the playoffs. You need help. So go and get yourself a Patrick Peterson on a cheap deal. Why not? He's got the experience. He still has the ability to play. Now you put yourself on the outside with a Patrick Peterson while you wait for Trey White. I'm not being greedy. Patrick's on the way down. But I mean, with the guys like Hyde and Poyer, I think he would still have a lot of juice left in the tank. He showed it in Minnesota last year. Yeah, and I also think it would help because you have those two guys, you know, at safety. It takes a little bit of pressure off of Peterson, who has lost, you know, a few steps over the last few years. So I think that would certainly help out in that way. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Jamison Crowder, he comes on as they cut Cole Beasley. Basically, he Crowder has uh, the potential to earn $4 million. It's not a guaranteed four mil. And they saved uh, 6.1 off Cole Beasley's money. So for me, a younger, I believe, I believe Crowder is younger than Beasley. Yeah, and I think that's an upgrade anyway. Crowder over, too. over Beasley all me day. Too. Yeah, me too. I think it's a great one. He, the injuries on Crowder has creeped up uh, over the last few years. But, man, you put Crowder with Gabe and Knox and OJ Howard. I didn't even bring up. You bring in OJ Howard. And I know I nope. get it. OJ's another one that's on the injury bug. But if he turns out to be decently reliable, man, this offense has weapons for days. Now I have a question for you. So let's talk about your bills here. If... If they decide, you know, that the cornerbacks that they want are off the board, do they then focus their or, or move their shift their focus to linebacker? Like if, if a Nicobe Dean or Devin mm. Lloyd are sitting there at 25, do you go after one of them? You smash that button like you stole candy from some baby, man. Like, no. Yep. Kidding. OK, that's what I was. No, I figured because if corner wasn't there, linebackers has got to be the next the next choice. It's got to be. And and I, I, I'll i be shocked if N'Kobe falls that far. We've seen Mox put it down there. And if the Bills pass on a guy like N'Kobe Dean at 25, I will fly down to Buffalo and I will have a conversation with Brandon Bean. And we're going to be having it out because you messed up again. Good God, man. This is getting exciting, though. It's getting exciting. We're, we're a month away, less than a month away from the draft. I, I can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> Exciting. Bobby Wagner. You know, no, I just, I can't, I just can't wait for, for the Patriots to take another uh, wide receiver in the first round, uh, or, only for him to become the wide receiver, like six on their yeah, team or tight end. Maybe they need a tight end. Yeah. I don't think we can afford to bring any more onto the, uh, onto the roster. I think we've used all of our salary cap just on, on tight ends. So, okay. To be fair, we'll talk about your Patriots for a minute because what the hell aren't they doing? We, we don't, we don't have to. Why are they not doing anything this year? They, you know, Bill Belichick got his, his, uh, yeah, because they don't have any freaking money. He got his GM card revoked after last year's transactions. Yeah, like, li- literally, I guarantee you Robert Kraft like made a phone call and was like, you know what? You're in timeout. You're going to sit in the corner. You're going to think about what you did. Yeah. And we'll come revisit this in 2023. This is why I didn't let you spend money before, Bill. Like, you know, you, you're just you're careless with your spending habits and you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah. Poor- and that's 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 exactly why they haven't made any moves, because when you're looking at their salaries from for, for this year, you know, alone, like Hunter Henry has a 15 million dollar cap. Hit. I'm not totally upset with that because Henry did produce. He was sure. a touchdown machine last year, but then you look at Nelson Aguilar, $15 million cap hit John Smith, $14 million cap hit. All right. Gross. Like these moves here, uh, Kendrick Bourne, six and a half million dollar cap hit. 
Um, So it's just all these different players that are getting paid more money than they probably should be. And then you have a guy like Jacoby Myers, who's your best wide receiver, and he's making like three and a half million dollars. Like something's not right with this picture. Yeah, it's uh, poorly constructed. No, no kidding about it. But you guys have now fallen likely to the fourth uh, place or third place in this division this year. I, I would want to say, like, I'm, I'm being generous. I won't, I won't argue. I won't argue with you on that one. I mean, you know, um, you got that the was, Dolphins, yeah. and then your Bills right after that. And oh wow! Then you us. Wow! Just <laughs> wow! Just like that, eh? One, one big trade, and they said they put the Dolphins above the Bills. Wow. Oh, you know, as long as you don't put the Jets above us, then I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, oh, yeah, it's you're you're still above the Jets at this point, unless they have right. a unless they have a stellar draft, man. Then and, and Wilson, you never know. But I mean, what the hell is wrong with uh, Bill Belichick going after getting Leonard Fournette and for a visit? Like, uh, why is he trying to give everybody heart attacks in the fantasy community to put uh, Harris with uh, and Ramondre with Fournette? Are you kidding me, Bill? Jesus, man! No, I guarantee you, Bill. I bet you, Bill just did that just to be like, yeah. you know, hey Brady, I could take your guy if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then Fournette just turns around and resigns yep. a two-year, three-year deal with with Tampa Bay. So. <laughs> Tampa Bay, he's like, screw you, Bill. I used you as my go to to go get my paycheck. Speaking of craziness, even going back to the Rams is Bobby Wagner, man. I mean, this is nuts. Um, Didn't we hear a rumor about him potentially with the Cowboys, but he still hasn't signed anywhere? No, he hasn't signed anywhere. But now they have. Yeah. The, the Cowboys, they were looking into him. And then now you saw Les Sneed, the general manager from the Rams, say, hey, scouting department, uh, go down and look at some tape and see if Wagner fits our schemes. And now apparently there's mutual interest between the two of them. And now, okay, you lost Von Miller to get Bobby Wagner, potentially one of the greatest middle linebackers to ever play this game. Yep. That team is going to be ridiculously unstoppable against the run if Bobby Wagner signs there, man. And the Rams have money. I mean, they've got about eight million in cap space left right now, so they could work something out where you know they sign them to you know say well like a three four year deal. They make most of it backloaded so they can afford to you know bring him on for this season and then just pay him over the next two three years and give him a heavy signing bonus to you know exactly 20, twenty million bucks and you're good. Yeah, you got him under cap. Unreal. Yeah, no. If the if the Rams end up getting him, I mean, just let's. Just, I mean, run it back again. Run it back. Game over. (laughs) It's going to be LA Rams, Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship, and then my Bills and the Chargers in the AFC Championship. You know what team has been very, very impressive um, as far as addressing immediate needs that they've that they've had to do for this offseason? That's the Cincinnati Bengals addressing their offensive line. Their offensive line is now legit. You have Jonah Williams. You have Ted Karras, who they got from, from the Patriots. Alex Kappa, who they got from Tampa Bay. They recently just got Lael Collins from Dallas. Like This is an offensive line that's now going to be able to protect their franchise quarterback. And imagine Joey B, who was sacked 70 times last year, including the playoffs. Imagine Joey B with some time in that pocket to sling the ball to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. That should make everybody smile right now. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I mean, the fact that he's going to have, you know, that time, he's going to be able to throw the ball. Um, I mean, last year, Burrow, I think, had like the fifth, uh, like fewest, you know, seconds or, or uh, lowest amount of time to actually throw and get rid of the ball because he was getting pressured all the damn time. It's this is going to be leaps and bounds for him. He's not, he's not going to do, know what to do with himself. He's going to have so much time behind that pocket. He's going to learn how to make cups of coffee in the pocket because he's got that much time. I'm telling you. Yep.
Let's play a little game to end this show off because we still have a lot of free agents on the board and they need a home, Chris. So I'm going to give you the free agent. You tell me what team they need to go to or what would be the best fit. I'll leave it up to you. Put your GM hat on. Is it on? Get it on. Nice, snug and tight. Julio Jones. Where is he going? Where is he going? I'm sorry. Who? Julio Jones. Mr. No Touchdown. Um, Mr. Mr. No Touchdown. Um... I think I think right now I think the team that would be and I don't want to be a homer but I think the Patriots would be a great fit for him. It would give okay. Mac Jones a number one receiver, a veteran receiver, great locker room presence. I think that would be a nice fit for him. I can't hate it. I think uh, Julio would be a nice fit in New England. As much as that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit, Jarvis Landry, where's where's the juice going? I wouldn't hate Landry in Green Bay. I think I think mm. that would give Rogers the, the target that he needs. That's very interesting to me. I don't know if I like it, man. I don't know if I like it. For who? For the Packers or for Landry? For Landry. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta ponder that one. Interesting stuff. All right. Mr. PED, Will Fuller. Oh, God. Um, Houston? (laughs) (laughs) Bring him, bring him back to Houston without Deshaun. No, I think, I think, uh, I think a team that would actually really help would be uh, would be the Chiefs. You know, I think mm. Fuller, who's someone who can stretch the field, Ooh. not necessarily fill that Tyreek Hill role, but someone that can stretch the field a little bit and someone that has a nose for the end zone. So they had an MVS in for a visit. So who are you picking, Will Fuller or MVS? I'm gonna take Fuller, even even f- though he won't play as many games as MVS. Fair enough. Okay, Fuller in Kansas City. Hey, interesting. Yep. T. Y. Hilton. Where is he going? Uh, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame bleachers, because he's not getting in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, you know where, uh, where, you know where T. Y. Hilton needs to go, Houston, because he plays <laughs> so well in Houston, better than anyone else. That's where he needs to go. Yeah, man, most two hundred yard games against a single club is T. Y. Hilton. Exactly. Oh, good lord, Cole Beasley, the Beasles, my man. I still got some love for oh. Beasles. Where's he? Going? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. I think that he with Tom Brady, you know, kind of fits that receiver that he likes. Um, you know, Godwin's Godwin's out. So I think that with with that or sorry, even with Godwin, you know, with with Evans, I do think that that addition could certainly help them out because Beasley, he's had has his injuries over the last couple of years, but I think he could fit nicely into that scheme. OK, fair enough. You saw you saw him working out with Julian Edelman. So you're all like, hey. Edelman's not Edelman's not coming back. Next next Ed, best thing, Colby. Edelman's coming back for like two games before he gets injured. <laughs> then he's like, nope, I'm gonna go back to being retired. That knee is broken. He's not coming back. AJ Green. I know rumor says Zona, so we sticking with Zona. Yeah, I mean, he had a game. He had a few games here and there, you know, with him last year. But I could see him sticking it out. Yeah, man, I think I think it's safe to say that his market is pretty thin. And I mean, he only gave up what three games in Arizona last yeah. year where he just, you know, decided to throw his mat in control and, and kill the game. Like literally just, it was like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Sammy Watkins, man. Is he going to retirement or does he got a market later on? I don't think he has a market right now. Unfortunately. I mean, the, the, the poor guy just can't stay healthy. Um, you know what? Let's, let's give him another shot in Buffalo. All right. <laughs> don't you dare. I, I, you know, I, I defended Sammy uh, more than enough to say, I don't want you back, sir. I gave you enough time and you're not coming back. So you got no place for Sammy to go with this poor guy. Not one place, you know what? 32 teams. You can't find one spot for Sammy Watkins. 
I think I think Carolina could use a little bit of extra insurance at the receiver position. Okay. So let's go Carolina. Okay, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Go go to Carolina, Sam. We can do this. OBJ, where's OBJ go? If I'm OBJ, I'm going back to the Rams. <sighs> if they sign Bobby Wagner, they can't do it. If they sign Wagner, then obviously no, that would be out of the question. Go back to Cleveland, brother. That's what everyone. That's what everyone's saying, and I don't buy it. Why the hell? I don't care Deshaun Watson or not, man. He left that city basically in 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 fire, burning down. Like that's how he left that city, man. No way he goes back to Cleveland. I'd be shocked. All right, fine. How about the Colts? Colts could use another receiver. Yeah, I like that. You know, he put it out there. He was happy for Matt Ryan. I said, oh. Look at this guy. He's doing a little cryptic shit. He wants to go to India. Actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing Landry in uh, in Indy. Actually, oh, that would be nice too, man. Do an OBJ yeah. Landry uh, match in in Indy with Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman. Ooh, Ooh that, yeah, that, that sounds nice. With JT, ooh, absolutely. I think, I think we just found our, our key here. Running backs, man. Melvin Gordon's still out there. I think he just wants too much money again. I agree. I would not be shocked if he if he goes back to Denver. To be yeah. honest with you. I think that's definitely something that could that could happen there. Um, as far as like another team that could probably, you know, use him. Um, the Dolphins love hoarding running backs. So why not go to go to Miami? <laughs> Dude, this is a serious game. I'm trying to I figure know. you son of a bitch. I'm putting out flyers in the Miami Dolphins. Come on, man. No, what's actually a team that I a team that I don't mind. And I know, you know, Melvin Gordon's a guy who, yes, he can catch some passes. Um, and again, it's going to depend on money, but Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay, they moved on from Ronald Jones. If you just have Leonard Fournette for a few years, I think Gordon could help be that, you know, that power guy for them. That'd be an interesting dynamic, especially with the injuries of the wide receiver position. That's interesting. Tariq Cohen, man, Mr. Speedy, does he get uh, a spot? I like... really hope that he can. I hope he can stay healthy. Mm. I really do because that I knees love his, messed his, up. His and that's that, that's why they had to let him go in Chicago. That knees really messed up. And I think that that's where it's going to be tough for him to to land, you know, with a team right now because of that knee. Um, but if I'm like a team that is looking to contend and I want that extra piece, um, I think Tennessee would be a nice fit. It would certainly mm. take some of the take some of the pressure off of Derrick Henry. And it seems like they want that speedy type back to relieve Henry a bit. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. David Johnson, man. Is this it? Is he packing it in? I hope not, because I, I again the injuries just caught up with the poor guy, you know. Um, what a fall from would, grace, too. Hey, like I mean, yeah, cream of the crop to dead in like three years. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate seeing him with the Chargers, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Chance, to, chance, chance to compete for a championship, you Ooh. know. Got a great, great defense really really good young offense and they have the money to to bring him in so wow i actually really like that i think it gives them a dynamic that they don't have and they're yep. flirting with that secondary back that's a little bit bigger and it just hasn't worked out with kelly with jackson i mean they just haven't found that right that right fit with eckler yeah i think you might be on to something there sir i like it i like it a lot philip Lindsay, man he's got some market left or is he basically an injury guy i think he's an injury guy i just think he's more of like that number three guy in a, in a, in a rotation. I don't think he's going to be able to land someplace where he's going to get enough touches. This NFL is biased, man. Undrafted rookie free agent runs for three, a thousand yards, what, two, three years in a row. And he just, he's on the street. Like, come on NFL. I know it's tough. Sony Michelle with the bum knees and all, what is he doing? 
You know, even with the bum knees, he played really well for the yes. Rams last yes, year. He, yes, he did. You know, but you have Cam Akers coming back. Daryl Henderson, what kind of role is is Michelle? What he really have with that team? So, um, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Philly, even though I'm, I just can't stand the offense. Mm. But I do think he gives them a different a different dynamic than what they have with Miles Sanders. That's interesting. That is very interesting. So we're saying we're writing off Kenny Gainwell this year again. Is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of just writing off the Eagles offense as a whole, <laughs> unfortunately, just because they're they're just an absolute mess. Eagles Nation is gonna come and kill you, man. I'm telling you, they're they're gonna find you and you're not gonna be living anymore. Marlon Mack. <laughs> Marlon Mack. No, he's no. done. No, yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. What? Wow, all this Mac chatter last year, and now he's gone to done. This poor bastard. Yeah, I just don't think that, you know, with the Achilles, you know, he's I, I, I don't see him performing, unfortunately. Wow. Unbelievable. Because, you know, <laughs> I think I, I think I've called too many people poor bastards today. I think uh, there are a lot of poor bastards. The there. limit is like 25. I think I hit like 55 today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's all I got, man. That's it. That's it. It was a lot. Right. I'm tired. I mean, we had a busy week. There was a busy week of information. I mean, between all of the free agency, the trades, the scouting reports, also Headliner Nation. If you guys haven't, make sure you're heading over to Headliner U over on YouTube. Chouse and I are breaking down all of the rookies' offense and defense for you. Mm. Check it out, man. We're, we're grinding it out. We're grinding the tape out in the lab. You know, we're film junkies, man, and we're, we're putting grade scores on these guys so that you guys can get the heads up on the on the fantasy football. See, it, it all correlates, man, how the player will eventually be to the team that he gets drafted by to how good it will work for your fantasy team. Do you see how this comes full circle, baby? And we're here for you. We got you. I'm telling you. It's true. We're here to help you help you man so anyway on that note that is the show thanks so much for tuning in to all listeners thank you for all the support and until next time stay safe and be kind to each other i'm out